Good morning. It's 9.30 on the button on Wednesday the 13th of May 2020. This is Clockwork Wednesday. Welcome to Radio Blogging, daily shows with interactive activities to keep everyone busy and engaged. Brought to you by Pi Corbett, David Mitchell, Ian Rocky, and Russell Prue. Just listen and blog. It's live, fun, and interactive. And with new educational tasks every day, just head over to radioblogging.net to listen and find out more. And a very good, fantastic, warm welcome to all you bloggers out there. Thanks so much for stopping by. This is radioblogging.net show number 35. It's week eight and we have got a great author for you today. Catherine Fisher is joining us. She's going to read from Clockwork Crow and it is Clockwork Wednesday. Get in contact with us on the text message. I've got a jingle for this. Let's play this text message. Contact this show right now. Just send a text message to 07624. 802 or email us using studio at andertontiger.com Ah, that's my email in there, but if you use our email, then everyone gets it in the studio, radioblogging at gmail.com We'd love to get a comment from the comment wall on the website, and we'd love to see something from you on Twitter, at radioblogging It can't be simpler, folks, nothing on the email system for me yet, but do get in contact, we love giving you shout-outs, and let's hello to the fabulous professor, Mr. Ian Rocky. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Russell. How are you today? We are good today. Are you in fine fettle, as his lordship would say? Always in fine fettle. Looking forward to this morning. Got some great games lined up this morning. It's going to be a great show, isn't it? Excellent. I'm expecting that too. Absolutely. And the fabulous Deputy Mitchell, are you there, sir? How are you? Good eye, mate. <laughs> Have I got the right day? No. <laughs> <laughs> and the wrong time as well. It's six thirty oh, tomorrow. Don't. Oh, six thirty tomorrow. Right. Okay. It's, I'm having a bit of a um, a bit of a hay fever Wednesday going on. I'm using my mute button uh, quite well this morning, Bless sneezing uh, and stuff. But yes, all well here in the Mitchell House. Brilliant. I'm so pleased to hear that. We've got a great show lined up for you. Don't go anywhere. Let's meet the man himself. Start the day with a slice of pie. This is radioblogging.net. And it's Pi Corbett. Hello, how are you, Pi? I'm in... <laughs> yes, fine fettle. I can't help saying it now. I've got the habit on. Mm. Yes, fine fettle, doing very, very well. Um, wasn't uh, wasn't up as early as I normally am. Um, it, it was one of those mornings where you... The alarm clock goes and you think to yourself, I'll, I'll just have another five minutes. And you make the mistake of not pressing the repeat button. And, of course, it, five minutes then became a little bit longer. So I am slightly behind. But the aged aunt is fine. And um, the dogs have been behaving very, very well. Uh, I've got the right socks on the right fit. I, I, I think I'm ready to rock and roll. I think I'm ready to crack in today because we've got Catherine Fisher. I've read all of her books. Uh, I feel I discovered her um, myself, this wonderful little um, fantastic writer. I don't know if she's little, but a marvellous writer of fantasy. I like a touch of magic in my stories 
and she's written so many tremendous books. And today we're looking at The Clockwork Crow. She's reading from that, which is a really good book. And mums and dads and teachers, if you've not come across this one, great one to read children at Key Stage 2 as a bedtime story or class reader. And I would have thought if you're a confident reader um, from about 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, something like that, you'd really enjoy this. It's the beginning of a trilogy. Uh, so there's lots to look forward to. I think, Russell, that we are ready to play some games. Creative games. Play and try with Ian and Pi. OK, so at the menu at the top of the page, we're all pressed on today's show. We've clicked the, uh, the button to get the thing going. We're ready to rock and roll. And um, Ian, are you braced and ready for a game? I certainly am, Pi. Looking forward to it very much. Okay. Years ago, I used to work with a teacher called Brian Moses, which uh, some uh, some of you will know, Brian. And uh, we worked in a school, and the children. This is very common. Actually, a lot of adults do it. They say instead of "it could have been," they say "it could of been." So. Often what we used to do is to invent games to teach something specific. So to practice saying it could have been and writing, therefore, it could have been rather than it could of of been, which is incorrect. We invented this game. The idea is that you hear a noise in the middle of the night or you hear a noise outside home or outside school. And then you have to say what it could have been. And you have to pronounce that word have very, very clearly. So what should we have? We've heard a loud noise outside. Let's say it's at night time, Ian, to make it a bit more um, exciting. Mm. I'll, I'll start us off. Okay. It, it, and remember, you've got to emphasize the word have. It could have been, it could have been, it, there you go, you see, it could have been a lorry trundling up the road. It could have been a firework exploding. It could have been a clockwork crow settling outside and squawking. It could have been an old rusty gate creaking loudly. It could have been a police siren in the distance. It could have been Gerald knocking over a milk bottle. (laughs) He's not been sighted for several days. Um, If you're new to this, Gerald is a mouse who has been in my house and uh, we've been following his adventures. I think he I think he's gone to the end of the garden, Gerald. Now, that game you can play at home um, uh, in ones and twos and threes or you can play in school. It's a great one to do. Remember to pronounce that word have really carefully because it will help you remember when you come to write it's not could of been. You could do it on your own. Uh, Brian and I used to get whole poems from children, sort of list poems. So the poem would go, late last night I woke with a fright. Um, it could have been. There was a noise outside. It could have been. And then list all. And at the end, you end up by saying, but it was only my dad snoring or whatever. OK, let's play another one. This is a, uh, a harder one in some ways, but great fun. We're going to ask questions mm. and you can you can actually ask questions of animals or of objects. And I got this really from thinking about the great William Blake poem, Tiger, Tiger, burning bright in the forests of the night. 
What immortal hand or eye could frame thy fearful symmetry? And uh, the poet asks the tiger questions. So I thought we could choose something. Let's let's choose something like a snail. Okay. And we're going to ask the snail questions. Do you want to kick off? Uh, okay. Um, why do you leave a silvery trail? Why do you hide whenever it's bright and sunny? Uh, why do you like to eat lettuce? Mm -hmm. Why do you move so slow? Uh, why do you never change your shell? Mm. Why do you carry your house upon your back? Uh, where do you sleep at night? What, what is it about the rain that attracts you so much? Have you got any friends? <laughs> Why do you poke twin horns out when you're moving along? Uh, what is your top speed? <laughs> where, where are your eyes? I think the eyes, aren't they, aren't they on the end of those little bits that I called horns? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, that's what I think. And actually to do this, Ian, you've got to know a bit about the creature or the object that you choose. Otherwise, you can't ask the questions. A snail's a good one to do. I think an owl would be a good one to do. Know quite a lot about our owls and they're quite mysterious or foxes or badgers. So the, there, we are, there we are, everybody. We've got our two games. We've got the good... It could have been game. We've got the question game. And um, now we need a bit, I think, Russell, a bit of a musical interlude while everybody is playing the games at home or making their lists in their notebook. Is there a, a, a suitable piece of music? Oh, you have no idea. There most definitely is. We start with the foot tapping. I'm looking for a full body shake on this one. Wah, bah, baloom, bah, blah, bah, 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 boom. Ah, Little Richard, and that's just the kind of stuff we play on Sundays at three o'clock. Want some more? Join us this Sunday. Radio Blogging, bringing unique learning opportunities every day. You're listening to Russell Prue, Pi Corbett, Deputy Mitchell and Ian Rocky. What better way to start your day? And we played that track because we sadly lost the fabulous little Richard at the weekend. And we thought we'd just honour him with some music there. Some shout-outs from me on the text message. Thank you so much. Welcome to Harriet and Anika from Edith and Bebop. And thank you so much, Bebop. You are featured in the show. Just to get you really excited, you're one of our audio padlets. They're really excited to have new friends joining us today. Hello to all of you. And thank you so much indeed uh, for joining us. It's really good to have your company. Uh, to Bantop Primary School, hello to you. Thank you so much for the very kind recommendation. I know Rachel is listening until 10 o'clock today. Uh, she's conference calling later on. Hello to you, Rachel. Thank you so much. Rachel is our house band and comes up with some great tracks for us listeners if you are joining us for the first time today. Miss Wood, hello to you. Thank you so much indeed. Uh, to Mrs. Newcomb, I promised you a shout out as well. Uh, listening in, hoping to invite 60 uh, year... And I thought, oh my goodness, that's quite old. No, no, 60 year five children to join us soon. No, soon? What's the matter with today? Hello, now. Now, come now immediately. It's her first time listening, Mrs. Newcomb. Thank you so much. It's lovely to have your company there. Mrs. Quantrill as well. Thank you so much indeed. Hello to Jane Hunter again. Lovely to have you. And Maria Richards also joining us. It's really good. Thank you so much for this. There's a tweet from Gerald as well. Mouse. <laughs> 
It's very good. Apparently, the barber has been closed for weeks. It's Gerald not looking at his best. He is alive and well. He's tweeting, I think, from the garden, but he needs needs a haircut really soon. That was really good. Gerald, you've made us all laugh here as well. Uh, A very good afternoon to Nicola Van Berkel, who is listening in Australia. Thank you so much. I hope you can join us as well. And to Jackie French, who's also listening. Uh, She's joining us tomorrow morning. We're on 6.30 here at UK British Summertime, 1.30 in the afternoon and 3.30 in one of the other time zones in Australia. Hello to Tadcaster Primary School as well. Ian, what do you have for me? Russell, thank you very much. 16 minutes to 10 o'clock on Wednesday the 13th of May. Good morning. You're listening to radioblogging.net. Mrs. McCalmont been in touch this morning. Good morning to you. Looking forward to another excellent show with the team. Shout out for all the Stonewood Woodford listeners and writers, George and Jenny, both asking for an update on Gerald. Well, now you know he needs the barbers. He needs needs it quickly. Uh, tweeting there from the bottom of the garden uh people emailing which has been great radioblogging at gmail.com of course to get in touch with us this morning thank you for playing charlotte's poem this morning this is from yesterday she was delighted this is jackie um she's been listening and joining in for a few days now and is really enjoying it thanks for a fabulous show thank you for getting in touch uh, Elizabeth, uh, good morning. Just wanted to take some time to say thank you uh, f- to all of you and what an amazing resource you are providing. As a teacher and a parent, your show brings an hour and a half of industrious calm to our house every morning. How lovely. Thank you so much. I teach year four. I have quite a few of my own class listening. I also have year five twin girls and a reception year our boy. So it's a bit of a challenging mixed class. And she even manages a cup of coffee because for an hour, I can let you all just take over. What's more, the writing you have inspired is amazing. I'm trying to convince the girls to record some of their work, but they're too nervous. Well, not to worry. The fact you're joining in is fabulous. Thank you so, so much. Uh, And aside from that, they decided a few weeks ago to write a book of poems and short stories for their grand's birthday next week. And your show has been an amazing help for them. How lovely. What a lovely message. Thank you so much indeed, Elizabeth, for getting in touch. Uh, Lorraine, good friend Lorraine Harrison, has been in touch this morning. Hi, looking forward to Clockwork Wednesday. Not uh, Not read any of Catherine Fisher's books before. This show is great for introducing children to a wide range of authors and poets. Uh, And she says that Pi's game, What Could Have, reminds me of one I played played called i can see something instead of something Uh, a good game (laughs) a good game to play kitty good morning to you can i have a shout out for the best mum ever and the cleverest sister and the best posty dad as well also you can get in touch on the contact palette which um is very very easy to do bottom of the show page enter your uh, comment in your message it will be moderated uh, as always and then come straight through good morning to shove yes very straight um getting in touch responding to sash in there uh holly uh, as well good morning to you uh also to kirat as well good morning thank you for getting in touch sophie good morning to you hi radio blogging how are you very well thank you thanks for getting in touch you were an early bird this morning getting in touch with your messages and yes you can indeed have a shout out more from me later on but to take the show forward it is over to pycor Ah, great. So, um, yeah, I love the fact that we're introducing all these authors. Uh, Lorraine, she, uh, Catherine is a wonderful reader. You're going to so enjoy her books. Do, do read them. Uh, just a quick shout out to Mr. Barber and all at Blackrod Church School near Bolton before we crack on. Now, at the end of each show, we will talk you through this. If you've not been with us before, there is an opportunity for you to record a piece of writing which you've been working on. And we'll come to that at the end. Now, yesterday we were looking at, and actually all this week we've been looking at using memory. 
using our own experiences as a resource for our writing, using precious objects, using things that have happened to us. And I think I'm right in saying, Russell, that we've had quite a few uh, recordings. So everybody's getting a bit braver with this. And the recordings were, I come from. I come from. By Felix and Mum. I come from the shimmering moon slipping through my curtains. I come from a family of humble beginnings. I come from collecting riveting rocks and fascinating fossils. I come from Astrid Lindgren, Enid Blyton and places in my fantasy. I come from the imagination of Jose and drawings by Quentin Blake. I come from holidays spent at my grandparents' farms. I come from speeding down hills on my bike, screaming with joy, pedals spinning. I come from travels around the world, appreciating kindness and nature's beauty. I come from kindness and happiness radiating off my family. We come from all this. Stories old and new. Some unwritten. Secrets hiding. Two generations enjoying baking together, being silly, having fun. From the stars we all came. And to the stars we will return. That was Felix and Mum, and we love it when parents, mm. carers, and adults get stuck in. Did you like mm. that? I thought that was so clever the way you had the Mum's memories and the and the uh, 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 siblings' me um, child's memories. I thought that. Sorry, I'm burbling now. I thought, <laughs> and I love, I, I love the way it ended. We come from the stars, we go back to the stars. That yeah, good? that was superb. Yeah, they're well, all was... really oh, just three of the best we've ever have had, and um, a really good. Sachin is back with this one. I love this. I come from. I come from. I come from the fading sunset late at evening, enveloping the sky. I come from cactus leaf juice squashed in my bare palms. I come from the fish tank buzzing loudly. I come from the gentle breeze of the fan on a scalding summer's day. I come from Roldal, Matilda, the boy at the back of the class, and Charlie. I come from the droning whir of the ice cream van speeding along. I come from a newly opened tube of toothpaste with no dents. I come from the last piece of broken chocolate in a bar, praying not to be eaten. I come from a rare sixpence coin. I come from the slush on the curb of the road after the snow has melted. I come from the smell of freshly baked cake straight from the oven. I come from the scurry of a wolf prancing at the dead of night, setting the sensor light off. I come from the heat on, on the floor when sunlight hits it. Is there more? Of course there is. There are towns of it, countries of it, continents of it I can list. But to make this list short, these I shall stick to refer as the ones who made me. As ever, he's clever. Mm, that was amazing wasn't it i, I like the one about the uh, tube of toothpaste i know exactly what he means there's something about that when you get it out of the packet and it's not being squashed at all this is something special about that i love that and sachin has become so aware mm. of all the possibilities in his life all the little different bits he's becoming very very alert to the world uh, and storing that away. Sachin, keep that notebook going. Keep jotting down things because your life 
is your seedbed for up for all of your writing fantastic and you read it so well didn't you mm, beautifully and we've watched him grow and grow through our eight weeks it's been a real yeah. pleasure and been right in yeah. there thank you so much really enjoyed that as well mm -hmm. this one is new to the show this is bebop um she is six years old and you are so going to fall in love with this recording this made me cry so, so stand by tissues ready everyone here we go i come from I come from big cats, small cats, wild cats, majestic cats living in the grasslands of the Serengeti. I come from the wild, surrounded by elephants, hippos, giraffes, crocodiles and jaguars. I come from camping in a door dome with my family, eating crunchy cornichons and salty saucissons. I come from bouncing high on the trampoline with my big sister Edith. I come from birds of all sizes, robins, crows, magpies pigeons and red kites. I come from flowers in the garden, roses, salvia, lavender, geranium, clematis. I come from my snuggly bottom bunk bed surrounded by night bear, elephant, jellyfish, stingray, wonky monkey. I come from pizza covered in olives and pepperoni with cornichons on the side. I come from mummy, daddy, Edith, and Nancy and my friends. And wow, wasn't that well read? Six, six years old. Yeah, six. six years old. Beautiful, clear voice. You could hear every single word. I love the way everything's been named because it brings it alive inside our minds. And isn't it interesting, Russell, how I don't think there was a single adjective in there. Nope. And yet it was very, very powerful because she named it. I love the names of your teddies. Is that, was the, there was Wonky Monkey. Wonky there, Monkey. I'm so... Yeah. I'm, oh, it's just That was lovely. Well done. Congratulations. Yeah. That was splendid. It's what we all needed. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's marvellous stuff. I think it's time we cracked on. Uh, we'll come back to the um, audio padlet right at the end because that's an important part of the work. But thank you, everybody. Uh, and if yours isn't uh, um, on the show, then it's there on the uh, on the site for everybody else to listen to. Well, we're now at the time at the point where we need to be scrolling down a little bit. Find the rectangular box that says Catherine Fisher response. Now, Catherine, click on that rectangle. Whoa, hang on. Click on it once. Up comes. There it is. A big red box that says Catherine Fisher response. And what we like to do is to hear the author reading and then we're going to give a response. To do that, you click on the pink uh, blob that's in the bottom right hand corner. Up comes what looks like a post-it. It says title. That's where you put your name. We need your names. And then you uh, put the um, cursor just down where it says, there we are, write something. Now, I can't write anything yet because we haven't heard Catherine's reading. But when we get to the writing, we can write down um, and let the author know, as we would if we were in class next to somebody else and we were sharing writing together, we'd talk with our partner about what we liked. We might um, share some memories that it triggers. We might raise some questions. We might take one or two words or a phrase that we thought, oh, I really enjoyed that. You nailed that. We might talk about how it made us feel. We might raise some questions. We might have puzzles. We might predict what is going to happen next. But I think really it's time to hand over to Catherine Fisher, who is going to read to us from her wonderful book, The Clockwork Crow. My name is Catherine Fisher, and I'm a writer of children's fantasy 
And my most recent books, set of three, are the Clockwork Crow trilogy, which comprise the Clockwork Crow, which is the first book, the Velvet Fox, which is the second book, and the third book, which will be out in October, will be called The Midnight Swan. And each of the books are about a character called Saren, Saren Reese, a little Victorian girl, an orphan. And I'd like to read you a bit from the beginning of the first book, The Clockwork Crow. Late at night, very cold, snowy night, Saren is on a railway station alone. She's traveling to uh, what she hopes will be a new life in Wales. And she meets a strange man in the waiting room. So this is the bit I'm going to read you. Uh, She's alone with him in the waiting room. She hasn't noticed him before. Suddenly there he is. There was a man in the room. He was leaning back in the shadowy corner of the bench, right back in the dark so she could barely see him. A very tall, thin man with clothes as black as midnight. On his lap was a large parcel wrapped in newspaper and tied with string. Saren sat frozen in complete shock. Where on earth had he come from? He couldn't have been here all the time. The room had been empty. Hello, the man said quietly. Hello, she said, to be polite. She looked down and saw her fingers were twisted together. She sat up straight. What was there to be scared of? It was a waiting room. Anyone could come in and wait. But still, she didn't like it. Are you waiting for a train? The man's voice was not much more than a whisper. Yes. So am I. Maybe it's the same one. But it's late. I'm sure it's late. After all, he wasn't that frightening. She had never seen anyone so anxious. It's not due yet, she said. He glanced over quickly at the door. Did you hear that? What? That? Listen. She listened. She heard the wind, the tick of the clock, and maybe a distant drift of sound like a cry. The effect on the man was astonishing. He jumped up in panic. It's them. I'm sure it's them. Do you think we can lock the door? He hurried over to it, but there was no key. He opened it a slit and peered out. I can't see anything. It's so dark. He came back and paced up and down. Saren watched him, fascinated. His hands, clutching the parcel, were long and fine, like the hands of a prince in one of her books. Whatever he had in there must be precious. He held it so tight against himself that the newspaper crackled. Then, quite clearly, she heard the sound again, nearer now, a strange cry, cold and sharp and angry, as if some arctic bird circled high in the frosty night. The stranger gave a murmur of terror and stood still. You heard that? Yes, she said. Is it a gull? His laugh was hollow. No, it's not a gull. I wish it was. Look. He glanced down at the parcel and then at her. I have to go out there. I have to see if it's them. Can I trust you? She shrugged. Well, yes, but I don't... Are you an honest girl? You look as if you are. With a sudden movement, he held the parcel out. I need you to look after this for me. Just for a moment. Oh, but my train. I won't be long. Don't you understand? I don't take it out there in case they see it. A few moments, that's all, please. Reluctantly, Saren took the parcel. 
He seemed hugely relieved. Don't move. I'll be straight back. He was already at the door, but before he ran out, he turned, his long fingers grasping the wooden panel. His voice was an anguish of worry. If they get me, whatever happens, don't leave it here alone. Promise me? She nodded, astonished, and then he was gone. Saren looked down at the parcel. It was heavy and as big as a loaf of bread. For a moment, she thought something inside it croaked. It startled her so much she dropped it quickly onto the table and sat down. But her peace was shattered, and she felt scared and edgy. The clock ticked time away. One minute. Two. Five. Ten. He didn't come back. She stood up and hurried to the door and opened it. Hello, she said. Are you there? But the station was silent and icy. This is radioblogging.net, broadcasting live across the planet. Oh, scary, scary stuff. Yes, I really like that. I like the way uh, she ended on uh, on a sort of good, a good cliffhanger there. Uh, the uh, station uh, was silent. Um, okay, so I've written in. I like the way the tension builds. The newspaper crackled. Love that. Um, uh, I like the way Saren hears something ominous, something that is out of place. I'm now wondering what will happen. The word reluctantly tells us so much about how she feels. So that's my response. I'm clicking elsewhere on the padlet, and now it says awaiting approval. And um, it will sit there. David Mitchell will be, Deputy Mitchell will be checking all of these. Everything is read. Everything is double checked. And if you go to the very top of the page, it says radioblogging.net. Just to the right of that, there's a semicircle with an arrow. Click on that and it refreshes the page. What happens then is you can see all the different bits and bobs that everybody has uh, written and uh, they will uh, appear um, in the response padlet. I'm going slightly slowly because they haven't appeared yet. Um, uh, while we're waiting for that and people are writing uh, several responses, Russell, is the time for a little musical... Oh, insert? yes, always got something. We are back with your shout-outs after this. Have you considered a dedicated radio blogging experience for your school or academy? At radioblogging.net, we have a selection of products and services that will delight learners. Plus, our inspirational CPD sessions for colleagues are available as live Twilight blogging tutorials. To help with the forthcoming transition back to school openings, we've created a fun-packed evening blogging experience as a catch-up for young people. Interested? Then head to radioblogging.net and find the Radio Blogging Products to Purchase button on the top menu bar. We're still live weekdays at 9.30am with our original free radio blogging show. So join us for some more creative literacy fun. Three minutes past ten, you're listening to radioblogging.net live across the planet. And I mentioned that advisedly because tomorrow morning we are doing a 6.30am British summertime show. It's that early, bloggers, because in Australia they've already started their day many, many hours ago. And it'll be 1.30 on one of the main areas and 3 o'clock on the west coast, uh, on the east coast, I'm sorry, on the west, uh, west, 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 the opposite ends of the, of the country. It's central time as well. It's 
quite a few time zones in there as well but we we picked 6 30 a.m in the morning <laughs> i have no idea it's terribly early for me and uh, we're gonna manage anyway we're absolutely good. we're back here again at 9 30 so don't worry so two shows in the space of a very short time that'll be absolutely brilliant there uh, good morning to year three at hutton Ch- cranswick school uh, listening in thank you so much indeed thank you really much uh, very uh, very kindly for that as well lovely tweet there as well charlotte Wright, hello to you uh, our friend eddie bebop i know and nancy noodle i love that nancy noodle told us about your show and they are right to do so uh, we're listening along and loving it from betty boo and martha moo and daphne do i see what you're doing there with some great names there we love that uh, Gemma hart as well listening to the show thank you so much for the first time today we love first time listeners hopefully you come for the entertainment and you stay for the learning wouldn't that be absolutely lovely ian what do you have for us Thank you very much indeed, Russell. Yeah, got a couple of emails here. Don't forget, radioblogging at gmail.com. Wilfred, really like the shows you're doing. You make my morning. Thank you so much. Uh, Julia, also this morning, been in touch. Thank you so much indeed. Uh, thank you for getting in touch. I'm really always lovely to hear from you. Also, Eliza, can please can Mrs. Williams have a shout out for introducing me to radio blogging? Uh, Tallulah, have a brilliant day, everyone. Thank you so much. Olivia. Hello, I'm excited to get started. Can't wait for Clockwork Wednesday. It's going to be great. Yes, it is. Bethany, I'm so excited. I woke up and thought, yay, radio blogging. Can I have a shout out to my brother, Toby? Thank you. Yes, of course. No problem at all. Shrisha, hello. Really excited for Clockwork Wednesday. Also, Nicola, looking forward to Catherine Fisher and Clockwork Wednesday. It's brilliant, isn't it? Lovely, lovely how we get all these fabulous authors on the show. We are incredibly lucky. Hi, uh, Isla. Hello, I'm a regular listener. The only time I've not done it is when we were painting and I couldn't really do it. Well, no problem. You're back today and it's great to have you. Holly, hi, everyone. I'm super excited for today's show. I have been listening from the very start. I remember. Hope everyone is well. Yeah, we are. Thank you. We are good. We're excited. We're on good form. Fine fettle, as the great Pie Corbett would say. Benjamin, can I have a shout out? Yes, of course. Helen Steele. Good morning, everyone at the Dell Chepstow from Sophie and Chloe. Thank you. Lewis from Stone School. Can we have a shout out? Absolutely, we can. Mrs. Cumming, good morning from St. Peter's in Easton. Are we all okay? Looking forward to seeing what today brings. Well, so far, it's brought a lovely ray of sunshine. I hope it has where you are as well. Finally, for now, Lucy, please may I have a shout out to me and all the Warren Road listeners. Uh, I didn't think I would say this, but I'm really missing school right now. I don't know what about you guys, but I really wish I was at school. Well, I tell you what, that's part of the reason we are here. We're here to keep you going, keep you bouncing along, obviously to keep you learning and enjoying the learning you're doing. But of course, you can get in touch with us. We can pass the messages on so that we all stay upbeat, happy and healthy at the same time. Uh, For now, though, it's back to Pi Corbett and on with the show. Great. We've got lots of responses to Catherine's uh, reading, people loving the way that she was building the tension um, up there. And keep refreshing the pages because every now and then it does come back. Um, Some mornings it's a little bit slow, but I love the ending of her reading um, where it says, um, uh, then he was gone. Seren looked down at the parcel in her hands. It was heavy and as big as a loaf of bread. For a moment, she thought something inside it croaked. It startled her so much she dropped it quickly onto the table and sat down. But her peace was shattered and she felt scared and edgy. The clock ticked time away. One minute, two, five, ten. He didn't come back. She stood up and hurried to the door and opened it and peered out. Hello, she said. Are you there? But the station was silent and icy. 
fantastic stuff lots and lots of good responses for Catherine up there thanks ever so much um, for putting those up and if we time to come out from that there and Catherine will be able to have a look at those uh, and uh, and indeed she can respond of course to what you have written um, let's come out now we haven't got a, an extra padlet on here we're going straight into the jotcast today uh, David would you like to talk people through how we use the jotcast Yes, I can. No problem. Um, it's something we do use uh, every day now. We've just had a little uh, change around in terms of the format. It's interesting. Last night, people were picking up on it, leaving comments. Why is this here? Where's Padlet gone? People very astute to what is going on. But yes, we have um, the the jotcast which is what we call a live writing window and if you make sure you are on today's show for anyone that has just joined us uh, across the orange menu bar across the top you can see today's show and we work through this page as we go through the different resources and you can see right in the middle it says live writing session with david and pie and this window is i can control this window here uh, from from my studio um, and I can see what everyone is writing word by word. It's really quite special to watch. It's a bit crazy at times, but quite special. And you will notice at the bottom of the window in the orange section, it asks for your name. If you can put your first name in there, if you want to write your school name in there as well, so you, your friends and your teachers can see who, you know, what you're writing, that will help. And you can wait and get ready to submit your writing as we go through from instructions from Pi. You will see in the window, I've already put some instructions there to add your name, and there's an image. Um, if you are in school and you can't see that image, um, what will happen in about less than a minute, I will put the image below the writing window so anyone can see it. Because sometimes when you're in school, that image is filtered out from your school internet filters. So um, I'll have that below any second now. Okay, so we just need instructions from Pi, and then we can crack on. So Pi, over to you. Okay, we haven't done this before, but I thought it would be an interesting idea because it's such a cliffhanger uh, where it says he didn't come up, uh, back. She stood up and hurried to the door and opened it and peered out. Hello, she said, are you there? But the station was silent and icy. What happens next? So what we're going to do is try and write what happens next. So you're, you're writing in the style of Catherine Fisher. And we picked up a number of things that she's been using. One of the things in particular she uses to build attention is having serum, S-E-R-E-N, hearing things, but also raising questions. What Should she open the um, paper parcel? Supposing the train came and then she might hear something. So you could start the next sentence. So you've got there, but the station was silent and icy. You could start with the word seren. It's S-E-R-E-N, seren, stared at the package and wondered to herself whether or not she should open it. Or seren peered up and down the platform, staring into the darkness. Or at that moment, Seren heard a train in the distance. So what I'm looking for is the next sentence. And let's do it sentence by sentence. So write your next sentence. Um, I'll be commenting on them and then either edit it or do the next one afterwards. But don't write a whole chunk. We're just doing sentence by sentence. And you're trying to write in the style of Catherine Fisher to keep the story flowing. And I should be able to see those as they come up, David. So ready, steady, go. But the station was silent and icy. 
and Sachi is in there. Thank you very much. Seren grasps the package to her chest, wondering if she should open it. She's got a great line there, Sachi. Really uh, good. Now get the next line up. So you've got two lines. Joe, Seren uh, stared up and down the platform. Joe, have a look at that one. You've missed out something which your teacher would say. Oh, oh come on, Joe. And you know exactly what it is. If you reread, you'll notice two things which are really important with the sentences. But I like the idea of her staring up and down the platform. Um, Bethany, uh, slowly, hesitantly, she walked up the wooden platform and tripped over a small package. OK, keep the writing going. Is she going to pick it up? What's she going to do? Is she going to open it? Uh, Miracly, I hope I've said your name correctly. Seren curiously peered around her, wondering what the parcel could hold. OK, we now need the second sentence. Miracly, is she going to open the parcel? Does the parcel move? Does it make a noise? What do you think's in it? Olive, Seren stared at the parcel, wondering whether she should open it. Nice flowing piece of writing into the next line. Olive, now, thank you. Mrs. Collins, what should she do now? Exactly. We love the way the adults respond to the children. Keep that going, please. At that moment, oops, I've missed it. At that moment, Sarum grasped the package. Okay, Ted, now what's going to happen? Emily from Oaksey. Suddenly, Serena looked down at her feet. There was a parcel, like a little dun 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 dun, dun. Serena. Okay, what's going to happen next, Emily? Shrisha. Sarum stared at the package, confused to open it or not. Now, what's going to happen, Shreesha? You can get your next sentence in. Seb, Saren clutched the parcel tightly and looked out into the darkness. Isn't it interesting? What we're, what you're all doing, and this is fantastic, is concentrating on the story. You're telling the story, not bunging in loads and loads of adjectives, because in the main, you don't really need them. Sachi, she was about to peel the corner off when she heard it. A train was coming. Lovely. I really like the use there uh, of those two sentences closely related, snuggled together with the punctuation. Well done, Sachi. And now she's got a dilemma. Should she open it or should she get outside to get on the train? What's she going to do, Sachi? Get in with the next sentence. Eliza, carrying on uh, on Sachi, she closed her eyes and placed it back on the bench. That's nice. David, what's happened there is Eliza seems to have carried on from Satch's sentence, which is really interesting. Mm. Um, that's that's fascinating. Well done. If you were in a class, we could be really doing that together, building on each other's sentences. Keep going, everybody. Satchin, thoughts whizzed, whizzed through Saren's mind as she decided enough was enough. My goodness, that's a great sentence. Charlotte, Saren slowly turns around. Crunch, the parcel is gone. What does she do next, Charlotte? Oliver, at that moment, Saren dropped the packet as she heard an unfamiliar noise coming from the package. Now you could, uh, uh, Oliver, after that um, ellipsis, you, you could tell us what the noise is. You could name it. It was the strange sound of something ticking, exclamation mark, or whatever it's going to be. Lily, as Saren spoke, it's a name, Lily. What do you need for names? Yep, you're absolutely right. You need a capital letter. The box made another noise. Oh, I love that. You've hidden what the noise is. Next sentence. You can tell us what it is. Oliver, days later, the crowds piled in and the ice slowly melted. But Saren had to move because her mum never returned. That's an interesting one because it's almost as if you've told us what's going to happen. But I want to know sentence by sentence by sentence. You've done a huge leap there. Days later, Jonah. 
Saren picked up the package and quickly threw it into the bin. Mm, I need more there. What's going to happen next, Jonah? Emily, Saren peered up and down the deserted icy platform, wondering whether she should open it. Go on, Emily, go for the next sentence. I think she's going to open it. And um, I want to know what's inside there. Saren picked Bethany picked up the package and held it away from her body, fearing that it was dangerous. I like that idea of tagging on that extra bit uh, with the fearing. Freya, dark, filled the station as Seren clutched the package tightly. I love the way you've built the suspense there with dark, filled the station. If you look at it, Freya, there's one thing in there that you know perfectly well you should do with names. So uh, just to attend to that. At that moment, a smoky scent engulfed her nostrils that's interesting josh and evie a smoky scent where's it coming from what is it neve seren stared at the parcel in her hands wonder wondering what was inside open the parcel open the parcel uh, i think we've done a lot of work there and it's 10 um 16 keep going with those russell have we got a little bit of music while we're just working on this always come to me for something like that i'd like to tell you what we get up to on sundays we're back with your shout outs after this you're listening to all request sunday with ian rocky and russell Pree. it is a beautiful day here in the west country and i'm really looking forward to this we've got a great show lined up i had a text message that says big shout out to bethany and toby who heard about your sunday show when they were radio blogging with you and pi last week i remember them both very well it's bringing people together so this is your opportunity to get in touch with us this afternoon and say hello to somebody that maybe you've not seen for some time this is radioblogging.net with ian rocky and russell prue fancy a new challenge come and help catch gerald the mouse who has plagued pie for weeks and is on the edge of despair you'll be required to protect the contents of pie's fridge you will set mouse traps and chaperone the camp pull it together and the muesli at all costs still there me absolutely I'm I'm just checking i'm just checking was, hello was just enjoying your link oh you're me. far too good <laughs> was it the introduction of jason moran's which put you off there your stripe it threw me at the time coming up to 18 minutes i'd rather to uh, four o'clock this afternoon very good afternoon you're listening to radio blogging with russell and believe it or not ian who's managed to just arrive back at the microphone we often play the and we more often play the in Ian's case, because this is very competitive, these two gentlemen, very competitive, but it's a great warm-up activity. These are great starters, and it's a great bit of CPD as well. So without really knowing it, we're passing on some great practice and some great CPD ideas. Broadcasting across the globe, this is All Request Sunday. And you can find us exactly where you find us today. We are here at three o'clock on the radioblogging.net website. A very good morning to Mrs. Eltringham, who's written beautifully. Thank you. Thanks to you, I've been introduced to 18 children's authors new to me. I'm enjoying this personal and teaching learning journey very much. Your tremendous work is very much appreciated. Thank you so much indeed, Mrs. Eltringham. I really enjoy that. I love the fact that the kids are getting involved there as well. It's really good. Ian, what do you have? 
Russell, thank you so much indeed. Uh, good morning, Oliver, uh, who's been in touch this morning on the comments page, on the show page. Hi, Radio Blogging team. Can I have a shout out? Can't wait to hear Catherine Fisher's reading. Uh, thank you very much indeed. Rebecca, hello, my 12th day listening. Looking forward to Clockwork Wednesday. Good morning to you. Thank you so much indeed for getting a shout out to Anna, who'd like a shout out for all the students and teachers at West Bridgeford Junior School. Thanks very much. No problem at all. You're very welcome. Uh, good morning also to Safala. Hope I pronounced your name correctly. Can we have a shout out for St. Peter's Primary School, please? Yes, indeed. Rosie from Stone with Woodford School. Good morning to you. Thank you for getting in touch. Devon, uh, good morning to you. Thank you for your comments this morning. Jacob as well. Loving today's show so far. I've never read The Clockwork Crow before, so looking forward to Catherine Fisher's reading. Brilliant. Uh, Bethany, the snail's top speed is 0.047 kilometers an hour. <laughs> Thank you so much. I've learned some every day's a learning day. And this is the beauty of interactive live radio, Bethany. Thank you so much for finding that out and letting me know. I will now be a happy man for the rest of the day. Um, the radio blogging team um, says that we couldn't get the, uh, indeed, we couldn't get the Gerald tab on the menu at the top. Don't worry for those listeners who've asked where the Gerald tab is um, from the main page. It will be back. CJ would like a shout out um, this morning as well as would Dean uh, for a year for Pipe P56 and our teacher, Mrs. Eltringham at Skelmorley Primary. Regular listeners, regular friends there this morning. Thank you so much, Rosie. Good morning to you. Alexandra, who is very excited this morning, uh, would like a shout out and her best friend, Olivia, who is probably listening now. I really hope so indeed. Um, and also good morning to Joe, who is listening today, and Toby, listening with his family, Billy, Randwick School. And that's not one we have before, I don't think. Can they have a shout out? Absolutely, you can, Billy. Good morning. And thank you very, very much for joining us. Jack, good morning to you as well. Good morning to Bella. Morning, everyone, she says. Good morning to you. Hope you're OK. Be uh, Ted. Hello, uh, everyone, especially year six at Eagley Juniors in Bolton. Thank you, Frank. Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for getting in touch as well. A few more later from me. But for now, back to Pi Corbett. OK, I'm just re I'm just reading. We've had so many on here. And of course, what's happening is people are building up there um, bit by bit by bit, steadily building up a paragraph. Remember, when you're writing your second sentence, reread the first one. So the first one flows into the second one. Then to make the third sentence, reread the first and the second, so you flow into the third. Otherwise, it won't all hang toge uh, together. Um, thanks, adults, for responding. So much being written here. And what we're doing, as I say, we're building up a paragraph as we go along. Eliza, I love this. Eliza W. From up in the sky swooped down a dark, cloaked creature. Too small to be a person. Too big to be an owl wonderful use of repetition the too small too big the contrast there uh, really nicely done and i'm loving the way that now we're not overloading the sentences with just lots bunging lots of adjectives we're actually telling a story folks if you come out of the jockcast we're very very near uh, the end of the show and um uh there just below the parcel it says clockwork crow and this is where you're going to do the blog and you can also um, do your recording. Now, I thought for the blog, you could do two things. One, you could take the sentence, sorry, the paragraph that you're working on uh, in the Jotcast, polish that up in your notebook, get it into the blog and post it. Just write in your name and um, a school there and then into the blog 
um, fill in the details and post it. Either that, or if you fancy doing a bit of breaking news, have a go at that. Here's my breaking news. Uh, and I've written it at the top of the page. Breaking news, Clockwork Crow cited. Here we go. Remember to do the voices, particularly if you have any sort of interview as part of the breaking news. We are interrupting West Enders to bring you breaking news. A Clockwork Crow has been cited at the railway station in Trafil. At first, passengers thought that the bird was a casualty of the snowstorm. However, on closer inspection, the bird was heard to whir like clockwork. Local clock worker Di Jones identified the bird as one that is a mechanical clockwork bird, a crow. The police believe that it may have escaped from the story of Cogheart, but others claim that they recently came across the bird in a story by Welsh author Catherine Fisher. If you see this bird, do not approach in case it is an unfriendly mood or rather snappy. I'm handing back now to Russell with the latest updates. So create your breaking news or refine your paragraph, get it in the blog, get it up there. And what we like to do, everybody, is to go to where it says at the very top of the page, it says listeners posts. And if you click on there, you can see all the blogs that um, everybody else has written. David, how many blogs have we got up there now? Oh, we've got we've got thousands and thousands of them. I think including um, entries into the site, like uh, comments and and the Padlet entries, we've, we're getting on to nearly fifty thousand pieces of of writing that have been submitted since we started, which is which is unbelievable. Um, so yes, it's it, it's great to see it all. And just to remind all the adults that everything is uh, approved first and checked before being um, visible to the public. So it is entirely safe. But yes, it keeps a few of us very busy here. Uh, we have a team of volunteer commenters who do leave comments for the children. If you are an adult listening and you want to have a go at that, which is five minutes a day is all you, we ask of you, uh, do get in touch with the show and we'll uh, I'll, I'll be in touch to let you know how you can do that but yeah it's, it's a phenomenal thing isn't it pi it is quite extraordinary really i mean in 10 minutes on the jock cast just now we've had over four thousand words that is extraordinary everybody really writing hard so take your writing reread it refine it get it up into the blog and then you can uh, perform it so either you're performing the next paragraph or alternatively let's have some breaking news because um, if you've read the book, The Clockwork Crow, of course, is, is a really big part of the story and is quite a character. So uh, we've got that on the go. And at the very bottom of this page, um, there's an extent, this is where you can record your Padlet. So, David, what is there to say about recording the performance? Well, it's uh, we do say this every day, and uh, more and more children. I mean, la last night, yesterday, we had more than ever um, had uh, had a go, which is great. And that's all we ask that you have a go, practice before you uh, take to the mic. Um, there's a player there that gives you instructions on how to create your audio post-it note, so you can follow those and just have a go practice and don't worry about uh, making a mistake throughout that process you can stop pause you can listen back if you're not happy you can start again um so you're not committed to uh you know it coming through once you've clicked record you can listen back and have a have a, a, a little look and see whether you are happy with it uh, russell 
uh, he does all the jingles and adds adds the music and things to it to make it sound very professional. And then we all play it. So it's a case of having a go, have a listen to some others to get a feel for what other people have done, and um, just do your best. That's all we can. That's all we can ask for. Absolutely, and the, of course, whatever anyone records is there, and it will be uh, when we archive the sessions. What that means is every single show is kept. If you if you go to the very top bar. It says all live shows. That's where they're kept. So teachers and children and families, mums and dads, you can always go back and re-listen. So your performances will always be there for people to listen to. Obviously, we like each day to have one or two um, heard. And it's really great when we get new people chipping in and having a bit of a go. But so, some of our, our ch- some of children, um, they like to have a go virtually every single day. That's great. And we can hear you getting more and more proficient at doing this. It's great if people also leave a response. So do go into listeners' posts, do read each other's blogs. And if everybody who is listening today spent three minutes reading somebody else's and leaving a message, then that would be fantastic because it's great to blog, but it's even greater when somebody around the world reads your work and responds to you. We've had a fantastic session today. The site has been a little bit slow, so um, be patient with it. It's because so many people have been on it. Just refresh the button every now and then if needs be. But I think for the first time ever, Russell, we are in time. Isn't that nice? I've almost fallen off my chair, I have to say. So it's a delight. Uh, <laughs> listeners, it's just an absolute, uh, a real task to get uh, it all jammed in. Ian, final shout-outs from you. You've got 30 seconds. Your time starts now. Thanks so much. Maggie from Stonewood Woodford, thank you for getting in touch this morning. Uh, also to Isabella, got in touch this morning, as did Annabelle. Also Jacqueline, um, Padlet was full. I know we had a few technical issues, but do please, as Pi says, keep refreshing. Grace, good morning, St. Peter's Primary in Easton. Thank you so much for getting in touch. Also Joe and Julia as well. Thank you so much for getting in touch. Arthur, final shout out, wanted a shout out for Oliver, his friend, who was a really good friend, missing him a lot. I'm pretty sure he will be listening. Russell, back to you well that was really good you could have had a little bit more you know the rule if you're good stay on if you're rubbish get off early you know we were doing ever so well there listeners it's all going to be packaged up up on the site before uh we finish or even break for coffee so it'll be there to enjoy again do keep coming back an unprecedented demand four thousand words in 10 minutes is enormous uh, capacity we'll fix that for tomorrow so come back and enjoy us don't forget we're here at 6 30 tomorrow morning british summertime for our australian show you are very welcome if you can manage it and it doesn't disrupt your household or schoolwork at all you are very welcome to join us and then we'll be back again at 9 30 usual time thanks so much for listening thanks so much for making radio blogging your go-to activity for 9 30 it is absolutely brilliant on that thought enjoy the sunshine wherever you are stay safe Welcome to Radio Blogging, daily shows with interactive activities to keep everyone busy and engaged. Brought to you by Pi Corbett, David Mitchell, Ian Rocky, and Russell Prue. Just listen and blog. It's live, fun, and interactive. And with new educational tasks every day, just head over to radioblogging.net to listen and find out more. 